We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it's January 2nd, it's 2021, and it's February, not January. We have six games to talk about here on today's slate, and I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, not too bad. All the, all the sites are refunding most of my entries because I pretty much went all in on Jeremy Grant. So when it first got postponed, I was screaming profanities, and you know what, now, now I'm a little bit calm. Now, now I'm just looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah, I think a lot of us probably had, you know, exposure to that game, whether it be Will Barton, um, you know, Grant, Jokic. Um, there's a lot of different ways you could kind of approach that whole game in general. So I was with you. Um, I, I would have got crushed um, had the sites not, um, you know, kind of offered to pay it back. So glad they did that as well. Um <laughs> Three guys on Fanduel, two guys on DraftKings. So um, I'm definitely excited. I was with you. I was very frustrated. I went to like quick swap, and I was like, "Oh, there's no other games." So uh, that yep. kind of sucks, I so. came running down the stairs to my computer, and then looked at the schedule. I'm like, "Oh, nope, going back upstairs." Good exercise. <laughs> <laughs> we are presented by Monkey Knife Fight. If you guys haven't checked them out, 
They're the fastest growing single player DFS site out there. Um, we I have the link in the comment section or the description of the podcast. It's rotogrinders.com slash partner slash MKF. 100% bonus up to 50 bucks on your first deposit. So keep getting tweets and messages and stuff like that um, with people trying it out. So, you, you know, love it. Hope you guys can check it out and hopefully we can, you know, continue to help you guys out um, with that one. So let's jump right in. Slate starts at seven here with Toronto at Orlando. No total in this game. OG is out. Pal is questionable. And then on the magic side, Aminu, Michael Carter, Williams, Fultz, um, Aaron Gordon, and Isaac all remain out. Uh, let's start here with Toronto. Anything standing out to you here for the Raptors? I mean, so first off, I should probably start off the podcast by saying that it seems like everyone's kind of just underpriced on the slate. Um they didn't like outside of the Brooklyn guys, pretty much everyone that you're getting at a little bit of a discount. Uh, so just right off the bat, like it seems like Siakam Van Vliet are both a little bit too low priced, but that's mostly because everyone's too low priced on the slate. So Siakam stands out as a great play here without OG in there. He's, he's been playing well recently without OG in there. He gets a bit of an uptick and he should be able to crush this price tag. But again, there's going to be a lot of people that end up crushing this price tag. Um, outside of him, yeah, Van Vliet playing well recently. Didn't shoot well in the last game. Didn't play well in the last game. But prior to that, 46 and three straight games, 7.4K. Like that price tag. Probably not going Lowry. If Powell ends up missing, then that definitely opens up some minutes for some other guys. They can go with Davis. They can go with Stanley Johnson. Just wait and see what the starting lineup is. But most of my interest is in Siakam, Van Vliet, and then kind of waiting on the news with Powell. Yeah, Davis is, you know, somewhat interesting, um, depending on if Powell plays or not, like you said. But, like, I think Van Vliet, Siakam, Lauer, your main targets here. Um, you know, there are enough minutes if we get news that Powell um, and OG are going to be out that you could potentially look at some of these value guys. But like you said, it's um, – you know, definitely looser pricing on the slate on the Orlando side of things. Um, obviously Aaron Gordon out, that's going to be an uptick, you know, with some minutes for these guys. Uh, what are we looking at here on the magic? Yeah, we're on the magic um, running court IQ without Gordon on the floor. Vooch doesn't increase in fancy points per minute, but he gets a four and a half percent bump in usage. 8.2 K is a good price tag for him. I think he has 55, 60 point upside in this spot going up against Toronto. That increase of usage should actually put an increase in uh, total fantasy points there. So I really like his price tag without Gordon on the floor, like pretty much they've kind of been staggering Cole Anthony and Gordon's minutes. Um, so having one of the guys run the point outside of Fournier occasionally runs it, but it's a big boost with Gordon out for both Anthony and for Fournier, but Fournier gets, I think the highest boost over on court IQ, uh, 0.2 fantasy points per minute upgrade. So Fournier stands out as a great play. Vooch stands out as a great play. Anthony stands out as a great play. And then the rest of the guys that I'm interested in are the guys that end up getting a boost in minutes without Gordon in there. I assume that like, Bowen ended up playing a few extra minutes last game when Gordon got ruled out. Although what's his name? Okay. Or whatever his name is, uh, is coming back here. So he get end up getting a couple minutes. I'm going to wait and see what the starting lineup is. I know that Fournier, Anthony and Vooch stand out as great plays on this slate, but kind of waiting to see who they throw in there. I mean, Bacon could get some extra run there at 3.8 K. He offers you some value, but this is likely where you're going to find the guys that, you need in your lineup in order to get some of these seven and eight and nine K guys in your, to your uh, lineups. 
It'd be really interesting to see what the Magic do in this game. But I think Vooch at 8,200, he's just too cheap. Um, I know he didn't have a great game against Toronto a couple days ago. But also, like, that game he shot 5 for 18 and still put up 45 fantasy points. So, hits a couple extra shots here. Um, I just think he is – he's just too cheap at 8,200. I like Fournier at 63. Cole Anthony is kind of right on that price range where – He's in play, but he's not like a fantastic um, option. I think Terrence Ross is, is the tournament guy here. When he gets hot, he can have big games. So definitely like Ross and, you know, Birch, Bacon, these guys are going to get minutes. Uh, Gary Clark, but I just, I don't really trust any of these guys. If Dwayne Bacon was getting extra minutes, I'd probably roll some, you know, roll some tournament teams with him. But overall, I really think this is Vooch, um, and if you want like a tournament shot, I think Terrence Ross, um, when he's hot, he's hot. So uh, we move on here. We got the Clippers and the Nets. Batum is questionable. Bre- Beverly is out. Um, outside of that, nothing else. So I was kind of shocked that we don't have like a, a total in this game. Um, what are we looking at here on the Clippers side of things? We don't have a total for this game because I think they kind of want to wait and see because Brooklyn is just – Brooklyn's fun to watch, to say the least, um, but it's going to be a high-scoring game here. Brooklyn, obviously, since Harden got dealt over to him, the worst defensive team, I think I saw somewhere, the worst defensive team of all time, best offensive team of all time. So this is going to be a good scoring spot here for the Clippers. Uh, Kawhi, George, obviously the main two targets. Jackson's price tag is probably about where it should be, um, but in this matchup, I think that there still is some upside at 5.1K. Outside of that, I mean, I'm not really trusting Lou Williams' minutes and it just his production, even though it's a fantastic matchup. Like, if you want to take a shot on him at five point or 4.5K, then you can. But I think there's just better spots elsewhere that you can look at for all these guys under 5K on the team. Yeah, like, I don't know, man. The guy that I'd, I would want to take a shot here on is like Zubak or like Abaka, but you can't do that in this spot. Like <sighs> Brooklyn is so bad against centers, but these guys just absolutely like splitting the minutes, like down the middle and you're not getting like a discount um, for them, like kind of splitting the minutes. So it's just, it's really tough to trust these guys. I really think the play on, on the Clippers is Paul George. Um, I think he is the guy that could have the big game and he's the guy that you're kind of hoping to have the big game, but even like Kawhi at 9,200, he's a guy that can go for 60 plus fantasy points. So maybe the two studs here for the Clippers and hope it kind of works out. But um, you know, Reggie Jackson's playing around 25 minutes. This is not a terrible spot for him at 5,100. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of rather with you. I mean, I can't play again. Everyone's underpriced on the slate. You can't play Ibaka or Zubak for fifty-one and six K. Like it's just, twenty-four minutes is not going to get you there for those price know. tags. Yeah, they're too expensive. Um, what are we doing with Brooklyn, man? Uh, this team, like we know the uh, like overall ceiling of each one of these guys, but like overall ceiling with all three of them on the floor together has been all over the place. Yeah, absolutely full on fade. Like nothing. You can play Kyrie if you're going to play anyone, but Harden, we know a ceiling, but chances are he's going to go back to kind of how he was in games where Durant wasn't playing. Like he's going to end up in the 40 to 50 point range on this slate. There's going to be six guys, five guys, four guys in the seven K range that are probably going to get the same as him. Durant obviously has a ceiling, but probably not going to hit, especially in matchup versus 
the Clippers. Kyrie is the only guy that's affordably priced enough on this slate, but you're just not going to see much more than a 50-point game from him in all likelihood in this spot. Joe Harris, with all these guys back, his scoring opportunities go down. DeAndre Jordan, probably not going to play over 20 minutes. Jeff Green, are we really going to pay 5.4K for Jeff Green with all these guys in here? Absolutely not. He might only end up with 25 minutes. This is just a spot where you can avoid all Brooklyn players, and it's rough because you want to play some Clippers guys, but it's just going to be one of those spots where you're taking the one of the Clippers studs as one-offs and hoping the game stays close, but it's not necessarily even needed. Yeah, um, I'm not paying 5400 for Jeff Green. <laughs> like, you can't trust DeAndre Jordan to, to get enough minutes. Like, I'm just off of Brooklyn. Like you said, if you're playing anybody, it's probably Kyrie, just because you get a little bit of a discount from him to these other guys. Uh, Memphis at Indiana taking on the Pacers here. 221 total. Pacers favored by six. It is a back-to-back um, for Memphis. I'm guessing Triple J will be out. Um, you know, we'll obviously have to see if, like, Valanchunas is going to be out. I know it was, like, health and safety protocols, so I'm guessing he won't play. Um, and then on the Pacers side of things, Levert and Warren remain out. Uh, what are we doing here in Memphis? I'm trying to figure that out. I mean, I love Moran, like, but – the problem is I don't know how many minutes he's going to end up playing. Uh, it was a blowout, so we only played 22 minutes tonight against the Spurs. So I'm really not sure if they're going to limit him too much. I mean, there's all sorts of different scenarios or different situations around it, like the 12 days of rest, coming back from injury prior to that. Like Morant really hasn't had too much of a chance, but he's looked fantastic when he's actually played. So – I really like Morant. I plan on playing a decent amount of Morant regardless at the price tag of 7.5K. It's just I'm a little bit worried about everything and hoping we get news that he won't be on a men's restriction, although we really haven't gotten that yet with him. Outside of that, like people are kind of priced where they should be. If Valentunas comes back, I can't expect too much of Tillman Clark's priced at 6.2K. It's not a bad price tag. He can absolutely crush at that price tag, but is this the slate to go with him? Not really. Anderson Brooks isn't going to get enough run. Like, I don't, I don't really see maybe Melton like is not the worst play in the world. He's been playing really well recently. He's 4,500, but he's been playing a little bit over his head recently. And I don't think he's going to continue this ridiculous pace. So it's mostly Morant for me, like maybe a shot on Melton. That's pretty much it. I remember these guys almost had two weeks off Memphis did um, because of like all the COVID stuff. And then like they, they handled the Spurs on Monday. Um, like Moran only played 22 minutes. I think Clark only played like 22 minutes. Like they played the bench. They, they beat the Spurs by 31 points. So I think they're going to be okay in this game. Um, I'm with you. I think Morant's the play. If Alan Tunis is out, I think you could take shots on Gorgie Dang and Tillman. They're going to need size in this game um, up against the Pacers. So one of these guys could have a good game. I think Clark could be interesting if he wasn't so expensive. So if he's cheaper on another site, maybe you take shots on him as well. Uh, Memphis is rolling right now. Memphis Grizzlies are playing really good. Uh, what are we looking at here on the Pacers side? Um, over on the Pacers side, I mean, Sabonis seems a little bit too cheap at 8,700. It's match versus the Grizzlies. Grizzlies, it's probably going to be a high-scoring game. Um, it's a three main guys and Lamb. Like, all of them are in play. None of them stand out as fantastic plays. I think Brogdon has a lot of upside. He's going to play high 30s minutes if the game stays close. It's a good matchup, has 60-point upside. 
Him and Sabonis are definitely my favorite. Turner has been offering some upside. Valanciunas doesn't end up playing. It's a good spot for him. 6,800 is probably about the right price tag. Lamb has shown some upside to 5,400 on this slate. Like, I think a lot of the better plays are in the latter games. So I'm probably going to avoid it out of Sabonis or outside of Sabonis or Brogdon, but I'm not going to argue with playing Lamb or playing Turner. Yeah, like, obviously, I think Sabonis, and like, we've talked about so many studs already that are kind of, it feels like they're a little underpriced and we, we have some value. You know, Brogdon, he, he's gone for over 40 fantasy points in four straight games. So he's definitely seen an increase in this team um, since Oladipo's kind of been gone. So definitely like those guys. And then Jeremy Lamb, like, he's just getting consistent minutes right now. He's 5,400. So he's definitely a guy you can um, roll the dice on and take some shots on in tournaments. Uh, Portland at Washington, 240 and a half total here. Washington favored by one and a half. Uh, Portland's on a back-to-back, so we don't have injury news on them. And then on the Washington side, Bryant's really out. Uh, Portland, man, the Bucks crushed them. They should be well-rested in this one. What are we looking at here uh, for the Trailblazers? I mean, Lillard's in a fantastic spot. Depending on what value opens up, he could be a great play at 10.7. He's obviously the best spend-up by – a decent margin. I mean, Washington just terribly, de- terrible defensively runs at one of the highest pace, always in high scoring games. So him and Cantor stand out as good plays. It's just, are you going to be able to afford Lillard? I don't know. Gary Trent like has been running so hot and then kind of fell off against Milwaukee. Maybe that holds true, but I don't expect him to run, continue running this hot, but the, the matchup's just so good. Like he's still putting up 17 shots a game. I can't expect that again. He's probably not going to go, three for 13 from the field again. So stands out as an all right play at 6K. Mellow, like even coming off the bench, 4.7K if you need some value on this slate. It's a matchup versus the Wizards. He's been putting up a lot of shots outside of the last two games. If you can get enough minutes, I don't think it's the worst idea in the world. That's really it. Like I'm not playing Robert Covington even at 60 at 5,200. Like hasn't shown like a 30-point game in – I don't even know if he's had a 30-point game this entire year. This is the right matchup, but just not not a guy that I can trust. So it's Cantor, Trent, and Mello for me mostly. If you're gonna if value opens up, then Lillard is absolutely in play. But I don't know if it's gonna be the best build right now, considering how many good seven and eight K guys there are on the slate. You think Mello plays more minutes? Like he he's kind of dropped off minutes wise um, since Covington came back. So. I would, I would be, I'm a little concerned with him. And then like little, like little went off um, on Monday. Like, again, that game was a blowout, um, but he did get the, like, I don't know if he ended up starting against the Bucks. I know he started against the Bulls. Um, so definitely going to have to look into that. You know, I, I think like overall, I think this is the, the spot you pay 10, seven for Lillard, right? Like I think him and Cantor, they're just in great spots here. Um, I think you pay up for these guys. Like I said, I think they're going to be well-rested after getting blown out, um, and I think they come out strong in this game. This should be a really fast-paced game, very little defense, um, very high-scoring game. So really like Lillard, really like Cantor. Don't mind Covington or Mello, but I really think I'm just uh, – I want the two studs here and probably take value from other games. And then on the Washington side of things, like Bradley Beal is – he he, he sh- continues to show us like he has a massive ceiling um 
what he's averaging 35 points a game this season, actual points. Um, what do you like here for Washington? And my problem feels it kind of looks like he's given up, but it's a matchup versus Portland. I think I prefer Westbrook with this fast paced game. I mean, I know he went out for a massive game the last game, but should end up playing 30 some odd minutes of this game ends up staying close has 65 point upside. He's one of the main reasons why I don't know if I want to play Lillard because 10.7K compared to 9.1K. It's a great matchup for both of them. I just don't know if Lillard's going to, like, if I'll be able to afford Lillard. So I'd rather go with a guy like Westbrook. Outside of that, Hachimura, just 5.3K, not getting it done at all. Like, this is a good matchup, but doubt he's going to get there. Bertans always offers you a bit of upside at his price tag, but, like, just – there's too many good plays on this slate. Again, I don't know if there's a ton of guys I want. I'm probably going to be looking at guys more in the Boston and the Detroit game. If I'm looking for guys at a lower price tag, it's mostly just Westbrook and Beal for me. Yeah. I love Westbrook in this spot. Like this is a dude with 38% usage in three straight games. Now, um, you know, Beal, he, he's a guy that obviously his usage was insane when Westbrook was off the floor, but like he, he definitely, sacrifices some usage um to westbrook and i think if you want to roll the dice and take a shot in tournaments ish smith is someone that's somewhat interesting um he's gonna get second team usage and you know really control the ball when westbrook or beal is off the floor so don't hate ish smith maybe he plays a couple extra minutes here it was his first game back the other night um and he was a guy that played anywhere from 20 to 28 minutes earlier this season so Somewhat interesting, especially with NATO out. Um, you know, I think that's why Ish is somewhat interesting. Um, is kind of just a guy that's going to have the ball in his hand with that second unit. Uh, Boston at Golden State, 224 and a half total here. Boston favored by three. Pritchard and Smart are out. Um, Chris Poole and Wiseman are out for Golden State. Uh, let's start here with Boston. You know, obviously Marcus Smart being out is kind of big news. Um, is this a spot we finally see like Kemba have to play over 30 minutes? I'm hoping so. I know that they said they're going to keep his minute restriction around 30 or under 30. I can't remember what the exact wording was. Um, but I don't know if they can actually do that without Smart in there. Uh, so Kemba at 6.7K, like even in 30 minutes, a matchup versus Golden State, a fast-paced matchup where they're not great defensively. He has a, he pops off the page immediately. We'll wait and see if we hear anything, but they might not even give us any information. But Kemba stands out as good play. Tatum, like playing 40 minutes, perfect matchup against Golden State. 8.6K, again, one of these guys that is just underpriced on this slate and should crush. Brown, always in play. I prefer Tatum. Like Brown has been shown a little upside at times, but Tatum definitely is the guy with more upside. So both Kemba and Tatum stand off the page. Teague, if you need to save money, then I guess there's worse things to do if no other value opens up, but like that, that's kind of it. Tice is not terrible at 5K, but Tatum and Kemba are the two guys that I really want in my life. Yeah, I think even Jalen Brown, like any of the three guys, like the studs here for Boston, I think are in play. Don't know if I'd play all three of them together, obviously, but I do think like these guys are all very interesting. Kimba because of the price, Jalen Brown because he might have the ball in his hands a little bit more, and he's he's greatly improved this season, very underrated, um, averaging 27 points per game this season. So 
I think any of these three guys are very interesting, but outside of that, um, I really don't think you can trust anybody else from this team, even like Jeff Teague um, at 4,500. And I'm, I'm kind of hoping Teague is popular because I do think he's an interesting somewhat fade here. Um, and on the Golden State side of things, obviously Wiseman being out, this game, this game could go small, right? Like when we see like Tatum and like Draymond play the five against each other at some points in this game. Like I could see this game going super small, um, which definitely opens up some minutes, but I, I just don't see golden state rolling out like Looney for 30 minutes in this game. Um, so I don't think like, I, I don't think I'm going to make Looney a thing here. Um, even with him getting solid minutes last game. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, like the problem is, I've, I haven't built a single lineup yet, so things can yeah. change. But Looney's kind of the guy that, unless he's going to be super popular, is the one that's standing off the page. I mean, 3,400, he got 23 minutes in the last game. We could easily see him get a bit more. Yes, the game could end up going small, and they could throw a Draymond on the five. That's something they've never had a problem with before. Um, but, like, Looney is just so cheap. Like, we... Who's going to end up getting minutes? I mean, we know that Curry, Wiggins, Oubre, and Green are all going to get pretty much the same minutes, which I'm not a huge fan of any of them. They're all fine plays, but they don't stand out in the slate. It's not a great matchup going against Boston. Curry always has upside, but there's four other guys at the 8 and 9K range that I'd rather play than Curry in this spot. So I'm not playing many Golden State guys of the main four. Like Draymond's probably my favorite because of his price tag of 4.9K. He's one of the better value plays on this slate, especially if they do end up rolling him out for a few more minutes and just going with small ball. But like, I have to assume Looney's going to get some run. Like, I don't know, maybe Pascal. I hate playing him, but he's a guy that's 3,500. I think Looney or Pascal are the main two cheap guys that you can go with on the slate as of right now until we hear more about who's going to be playing or not. Yeah, I think I'd rather Looney over Pascal, but um, completely understand, you know, what you're saying here. Um, it's, it's somewhat interesting. So it will be, it will be really interesting to see how this game kind of unfolds. Um, Maybe Looney, I should be a little higher on him. I'm not, but maybe I should be. Uh, we finish it out here with Detroit at Utah. Um, no total in this game. Assuming this game plays, um, sounded like it was a false negative or something like that. Um, really, really wanted to play some of these uh, Detroit guys like Jeremiah Grant. Let's talk um, Pistons here going up against Utah. Um, this team, like the Utah Jazz, are they're rolling right now, Grant. Like they're when we're looking like over the last five games, um, they've been great. They're four and one. They rank, um, you know, I think third in net rating. Like this is a team that's absolutely rolling right now. Um, what are we looking at here for Detroit? Jeremy Grant's way too cheap. Like, way too cheap at 7K. This guy was 8-4 not too long ago. I guess not a great matchup for him. And his usage has just gone down. Like, it's been largely situational playing tough defenses. And I get that this isn't the greatest match in the world. But still, Jeremy Grant at 7K, if he goes back to those 19-20-some-odd shot attempts per game, then he can crush and even if he doesn't, he's still drastically underpriced. The last two games have been rough. One was a blowout versus Golden State. 
One was against the Lakers. It was a tough match, but he just didn't play well. He didn't shoot well, but he's still putting up 18 shot attempts per game on the season. He's still shooting an effective field goal percentage of around 50. He gets to the line quite a bit. He can contribute with peripheral stats, which he hasn't been recently, but I don't expect that to continue. Jeremy Grant is way too cheap. Delon Wright, probably not a guy that I want to play at 6K. It's just too expensive. Most of his production was when Rose was out. And unless we get news that one of these guys is going to sit, which we shouldn't because it was only the game was postponed. So there's not going to be any new injuries or anything popping up. Like Griffin, I'm not going to chase his big game the other night. I don't expect that to happen again. He's priced exactly where he should be, and I don't want, really want to play him at all. Plumlee, I'm definitely worried about him getting into foul trouble. So he's a guy that I'm Xing out. Like maybe you can play Rose. Hope he gets a few extra minutes. Um, he's 4,500. Again, we're looking for value on this slate and in the 4K range. If he does end up playing 20 over 20 minutes, which he hasn't done recently, then he should be able to end up crushing his value. Like 4,500 is far too cheap for a guy with his usage off the bench. And then Jackson, I feel like he could get the minutes if uh, if this game stays close at 4,900, can eat up a ton of usage. He can get it done. So Grant and Rose stand out as great plays. And Jackson, I think, is in playing tournaments. Yeah, I don't hate it. I definitely um, think like Grant would be the guy that I end up on the most. But honestly, I might fade this game. Just in general, might fade this game. De- like this game is going to be so slow paced and the defense is going to be so strong. Um, like, I, I just think this is a spot that like, I really hate Detroit. Like these are two of the slowest paced teams in the NBA. And like Utah is clearly the better team in he- this game. I just, I don't hate Grant. I get what you're saying on Rose. Um, like if you're playing, you know, multiple tournament teams at 4,500, if he gets 25 minutes and gets his like 15 shots up or something along those lines, like he could crush at 4,500 on the Utah side, Rudy Gobert at 7,200 seems really cheap. If this game were to somewhat stay close. Yeah. Well, like I said, I want to play a lot of guys from this game because I plan on playing a ton of Grant. So I'm just going to stack up the game. Mitchell at 7,600. He shot terrible the last two games. Like that he's played just absolutely horrible three for 12 from the field three for 15 from the field. That's not going to continue. This is a guy that was putting up consistently over 40 points and oftentimes getting in the 50 point range. Like he's 7,600. That's far too cheap. Go bear is too cheap, especially going up against Detroit. They've been terrible versus centers for a while. Like again, if this game stays close, he absolutely crushes this price tag. Clarkson, Conley, both fine plays. Um, I'm not over the moon on him, but Clarkson would be the guy that I would prefer. He's still going to get a shot attempts in quite a bit. He'll probably close out the game if he stays close. He's a guy that I'm definitely using if I'm throwing in Rose and Grant over on the other side. I'm going to stack this game up multiple different ways. Like, decent chance that it doesn't end up staying close. I don't know if we actually have a spread for it right now. Have you seen it yet? No, I haven't seen any. I- I've yeah. looked at multiple different places. Plus, there could be some people that are worried about it um, because the Detroit game got postponed yesterday. There may be some people that haven't kept up on news too much that might think, "Uh uh-oh, I might be worried about this and just stays away from it. So I'm stacking up this game a lot. Mitchell's probably my favorite play, followed by Gobert, followed by Clarkson. But, like, 
I'm, I'm fine with any of them. Conley, I just am going to throw in as a last piece if I really need to, and it's in that price range. I'm already stacking up this game. If the game stays close, um, Utah seems like they're a little too cheap. Uh, I know like some of these guys have been out here recently, and you know the rotations might be a little bit different, but I, I think like overall, like this team just may be a little too cheap. Um, Bogdanovich has been playing fantastic here recently. If this game stays close, Gobert and Mitchell could easily crush um, at these at these prices. Um, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Um, Grant, give me a guy under 5K you like uh, to go 7X on this slate. Uh, let's go with Derek Rose. D-Rose. Um, we talked about a lot of people, um, cheap guys on this slate, but – I'm going to I'm going to go a little off the board here um and go with Ish Smith. Um over 8k to go under 5x who's your bust today? Pick a Brooklyn guy. <laughs> um I'll go with Harden. All right. I think this is going to be and there's so many guys in this range that should crush on this slate. Like I'll probably go like Kevin Durant um, because I, I don't want to pay up for the Brooklyn guys here, not with the big three going. Uh, favorite 6X play, who do you got? Jeremy Grant. It's because his name is Grant, right? Uh, maybe. Maybe it's because he won me a boatload of money over the last few weeks and then lost it over the last week. <laughs> I'm going to go with um, Kimba to go 6X here with no Marcus Smart going up against Golden State. Uh, let's get weird GPP play. Who do you got? It's a six-game slate. I'm trying to figure out who's off the board. Um, is Anthony weird enough? Mello? No. Oh, no, Cole, Cole Anthony. Yeah, for sure. I don't think a lot of people will be playing Cole Anthony. Do you? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. Like, hey, people don't really trust me. He hasn't shown a ton of upside, but his price tag is – good at 5.5k could be in for a little bit of extra minutes and i think it gets a little bit of a boost in usage plus he's been shooting poor lately that people don't really take into account as much as they should um i'm trying to decide if i want to i'm gonna go with um ken birch i was thinking about Dwayne bacon but i think birch ends up playing more minutes so i'll go birch I think Dwayne Bacon's somewhat interesting as well. Uh, game selection, anything standing out to you on FanDuel or DraftKings? I'm just going to say over on SuperDraft. Uh, they got a $4 entry contest that they bumped up. It's all the way up to 20K GBP, and it's probably going to overlay tomorrow. There you go. Um, obviously, we got the $5 single entry series tournament over there on FanDuel. Make sure you guys are checking that out. Um, on DraftKings... You know, I know I talk about this tournament a lot, but again, I really like this tournament. The $40 mid-range jumper single-entry tournament over there. Um, the 60K, the bigger one today, pays 25% of the field. always kind of try to pay attention to that because sometimes um, the bigger contest pays less out. So I think the bankroll builder today is actually the builder bigger one, um, and somebody's going to take 10K down um, with a $40 entry. So... Make sure you guys are checking that out. Uh, Grant, any against the spread over-unders that you like? I mean, I haven't even really looked at them yet. Um, you got one? I'll 
check real quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the over in the Golden State game. Uh, I think 224 is a little low um, for that game. All right. Um, I'm gonna go with the over on the Washington game. It's 240, and I think it goes over by about 20 points. I think that game goes over too. I don't think that's a bad one at all. So. Um, that's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow. We got like a, a more of a balanced schedule for the rest of the week as far as games go. So hopefully that's, that's going to be nice. Uh, that's going to wrap it up. Hope everyone has an awesome Tuesday. Good luck in your contest. And we'll see you guys again tomorrow. Hey kids.